joining me today. Noah Brader, Dave Therian, coming away from our uh, semi-luxurious studios here at New Hope Christian Church, Swansea, Massachusetts. We're in a series, I like it. It's entitled, You Are Beautiful. And God wants us to know how we look in His sight, and we look beautiful in His sight. Not only does God want us to know how beautiful we look to Him, you should know. You should know. And that's why we're bringing you these messages. We've been talking about garlands and crowns. And, uh, you know, they have to do with the head, right? Put the garland on your head, put the crown on your head. Today we're going to move to the feet. We're going to see that God loves feet. As a matter of fact, He loves beautiful feet in particular. We will also see how to make our feet beautiful. So I think we can all agree that God wants a relationship with each and every one of us. The Bible tells us the Lord is not wishing for any to perish. No, not one. That's good news. You know what else the Apostle John said? Speaking about Jesus, he's the offering for our sins. Oh, not only for ours only, but for all the world. The whole world. Jesus offered himself to God the Father in payment for the sins of the whole world. That's everybody. Everybody and anybody. And the fact that you are listening to this program gives evidence that you desire a relationship with God. I would say that. You want to learn the Word of God so you can learn to have a relationship with God. So, if God wants a relationship with all people, how does He let those people know that He wants a relationship with them? Well, let's take a look. We're in Romans chapter 10, verse 13. By the way, it's a quote from Joel, chapter 2, and I believe Joel was preaching about the Great Tribulation, but the Apostle Paul, he borrowed that, and he can apply it today in principle. And here's what Paul said. Whoever, that starts off with a good word, whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. So this passage, it begins with one of the best words of the whole Bible. The whole Bible, whoever. Whoever means everyone, all people, everybody. And whoever what? Whoever will call on the name of the Lord to invoke the name of Christ. That's what it is. got to point your heart to Jesus. See, here is something the whole world needs to know. That Jesus himself said, I am the way in the truth, in the life, no one, nope, no one comes to the Father but through me. Everybody needs to know that. You know why? 
Because all over the world, people are trying their own way to get to God. They are. They're trying to get their own way. We have a religion called Islam. Millions of people trying to get to God their own way. We have a religion called Buddhism. Millions trying to get to God their own way. Hinduism, same thing. Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, millions of people. And they're all trying to get to God their own way, as well as thousands of other religions. I call a religion an approach to God based on works apart from Christ. But no, Jesus said, wait a minute, you have to come through me. This is it. God's doors are open. I'm the door. You want to get in? You got to come through me. And he actually said, no one comes to the Father except through me. That's it. You know, heaven's a big place, right? But there's only one door, and that door is Christ. You've seen the bumper sticker, right? You read it, and it's all symbols, but it spells out coexist. Okay, you've seen that on cars? Uh, the first letter stands for Islam. The second one stands for, uh, it's like peace and Wiccan. Then we have the uh, Star of David. We have the male-female. We have Judaism, paganism, the yin-yang, which is opposite Christianity. All these things, all these symbols. And where to coexist. All these entities are supposed to coexist. Now, hey, maybe they'll coexist on the earth, but they're not going to coexist in eternity. No, they're not. Because anyone that excludes Christ will not coexist with God. Now, we know God wants a relationship with us. But again, it can only be through his son, Christ. Verse 14 asks three legitimate questions of Romans 10. Here's the questions. How then will they call on him in whom they've not believed? How will they believe in him whom they've not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? So, question number one. They haven't called because they haven't believed. That answers that question. Number two, they haven't believed because they haven't heard. That answers that question. Number three, they haven't heard because there was no one preaching. That answers that question. And then verse 15 poses another question. How will they preach? unless they are sent. And then, well, they haven't preached because they haven't been sent. But wait a minute now. Here comes the 180. Enter now, beautiful feet. Just as it is written, how beautiful of the feet, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good things. This was actually spoken to the Jews that were exiled in Babylon. And things weren't good. But the message was, good news is coming. And you know what the message is for us today? Good news is coming. Now the word beautiful, it means beautiful as belonging to the right hour. In other words, timely. We could say it like this. How timely are the feet of those who bring good news? How timely? 
perhaps not so much beautiful in appearance like, you know, oh, I like your nail polish. Oh, your toes, they have such wonderful form. No, probably not that kind of beauty, but the beauty that is timely. You know, there are some beautiful things that are timely, right? You got a raise. That was beautiful, timely. Oh, yeah, man, I needed the money. Came just in the nick of time, right? A winning touchdown is beautiful, especially when the score is tied and there's two minutes to go in the game. It's beautiful. You know why? It's timely. The two-minute drill brings many timely, beautiful victories to a team. So, feet that carry someone who brings good news, when people really need it, they are beautiful. It's timely. So think of the day, possibly, that you heard the good news of Christ. Someone brought you the gospel. They have beautiful feet. You know why? Their feet were timely. They came to you at the right time. Now, the time is different for everybody, right? Some hear it when they're young. Some hear it when they're old. Some hear it along the journey from young to old. But it's timely. For those who do not see the good news as good news, they're simply lacking understanding. They really are. Because when you understand the Lord Jesus for who he is, it's always good news. And there are so many people today with condemning spirits toward Christ. And you know why? Because they don't understand. In many cases, they've made it all about themselves. They didn't get what they wanted. So they hate Jesus. It didn't go the way, the way they wanted it to go. So they don't believe in God. They use disbelief as an antidote for their discouragement or for their unhappiness. Say, well, God didn't make me happy, so I'm not going to believe in him. Really? Did you ever get stopped by a policeman for speeding and he gave you a ticket? He didn't make you happy. But you better believe in him. <laughs> You're going to say, I don't believe that ticket. It was written by a cop that I don't believe in. Okay, let it go. And see if you don't get a summons in the mail. Or next time you get stopped, you find out, ooh, there's a warrant out for my arrest. Because I didn't believe in the policeman that gave me the ticket. Because he made me unhappy. And people apply that to God. I don't like the way that God, God is running the world, so I'm going to disbelieve. I don't like the way my life is going, so I'm not going to believe in God. How much sense does that make? How about no sense? Disbelieving something doesn't make it go away. Well, my doctor told me I've got a terminal illness, but I'm going to disbelieve it. Okay. Let me know how that works out for you. <laughs> so, you know, good news is important. You know what good news does? It points us in the right direction. And, and we can believe the wrong thing and end up in the wrong place. Oh, yeah. You can believe the wrong thing and end up in the wrong place. Let me give you the story of Eleazar. Eleazar was a priest and he was brought before Antiochus Epiphanes. Antiochus Epiphanes wanted to stamp out the Jewish religion. He didn't like it. He didn't like the Jewish people. He didn't like the Jewish God. 
He don't like the Jewish religion. So they got a hold of Eleazar the priest. They tried to force him to eat pork, but he refused. You know, pork was taboo on the Jewish menu. And Eliezer, he wouldn't eat the pork. He said, not if you pluck out my eyes and throw me in the fire. I will not eat that pork. He was whipped almost to death. The skin was removed from his back. The soldiers that did this to him, they felt so bad for him that they brought him meat that wasn't pork. And they said, eat this meat. But they told him it was. But it wasn't. They wanted him to eat something, but they said it was pork. I don't know what kind of joke that was supposed to be. He said, no, I'm not going to eat it. He said, I'm dying in this torment for the sake of the law. And then he died. And why did he die? For not eating pork. You know what I call that? A death that didn't have to be. He believed the wrong thing. The whole Jewish religion was about obedience to the law. And yet it's not much different from the, from the religions of the world. All about achievement. All about achievement. See, religion tries to get people to achieve something in order to be accepted by God. And those that can't achieve it, man, they become the spiritual rejects of the world. God will not accept them. God will write, write them out, so to speak. Right. You know, if God set it up that we had to achieve something, I don't, none of us would achieve it. Because God did set something up. You know what he set up? Perfection. He said, you want to dwell with me? You've got to be perfect. Here's the bar. The bar is perfection. And that's what it takes to dwell with me. So guess what? <laughs> we all fall short. Oh, yeah. Every one, every one of But wait a minute. If God wants a relationship with all people, and yet the standard is perfection, and we can't attain it, is God playing games with us? What is he doing? Well, here comes the good news. Christ is the end of all that. Christ is our perfection. It's no longer a relationship between a perfect God and a God that demands we achieve something. How about this? It's no longer a relationship between creditor and debtor. Nope. It's not a relationship between the judge and the accused. Nope. Why? Because Jesus came and he was the perfect one. Oh, yes, he was. He was the perfect man. He lived the perfect life. He died a substitutionary death. And when we believe in him, we are placed in Christ and we attain, here it comes, his perfection. So how do we attain perfection? By believing in Christ as the Savior of the world. That's how. That's how we attain perfection. And in that perfection, we are accepted by God. God welcomes us in. So, because the debt has been paid by Christ, the relationship is now between, here it comes, a desiring father 
and child. See the difference? It's not judge and accuser. It's not creditor and debtor. It's a father and the child that he loves. Now, there were all kinds of feet, right? There's big feet, little feet. There's tired feet. There's hairy feet, right? You ever see a hobbit? <laughs> Seen Lord of the Rings? Those hobbit feet? They're really big and hairy. Yep. There's decorated feet. People like to decorate their feet, right, ladies? You decorate those feet, you color up those nails, and you some put tattoos on their feet, then they walk around with like shoes that look like strings. Why? So you can see the feet. You gotta show off the feet, right? Look at my feet. <laughs> do you match the feet with the fingers? Is that like a match? Do you do that? I don't know. I haven't really taken that much notice. I'm glad I don't have to do that because like, I don't have the time to sit there and paint things. I don't know. It, it's so much, it's so time consuming to be female in this world today. You gotta paint your nails on your fingers, then you get to paint your nails on your toes, then you get to paint around your eyes, then you get to curl your hair. I'm like, man, I don't have time for that. I just, I just, if I was, I'd probably just walk around homely. That's it. But I just like jump in the shower, comb your hair, and you're off and running. <laughs> I like it like that. So let's talk about beautiful feet. What are then beautiful feet to God? Those that bring good news of good things. That's beautiful feet. And what's the good news of good things? Oh yeah. It's the news of Christ. That's the good news. The news of Jesus. Who he is and what he did. Anyone out there listening have beautiful feet? Do you have beautiful feet? Do you have feet that are sent to share the good news of Christ? You know, we're all sent in a way, right? We're all ministers of the gospel. God has given us a wonderful message. Jesus Christ died for the sins of the world. Every one of us carry that. And we bring it places. We bring it to people that are in need. We bring it to friends. We bring it to relatives, co-workers. We bring it to strangers. When the opportunity arises, we do it gracefully and tastefully. We're not a pain in the you-know-what. We're not a nuisance. Don't be a nuisance. You turn people off. Timing is everything, right? Didn't we say beautiful means timely? So you get to know at the right time when to bring the good news. Sometimes it's not the right time. That person might not be receptive. So you wait. You wait until... The right, like when you're hungry, you don't eat all the time. You eat when you're hungry. You don't drink all the time. You drink when you're thirsty, although you should drink more. So when a person appears to be spiritually hungry, that's when they're ready. And how do you know if they're spiritually hungry? Well, maybe they're going through a tough time. Maybe you see their face and they're really struggling. That could be an opportunity. They need a spiritual lift. That's what they do. Okay? They need a spiritual pick-me-up. So, timing is everything. So, if you want to have beautiful feet, here's what you do. Number one, you have to know the good news. You got to know it. You got to know the gospel. 
You know, do you really know it? Can you work it? Can you work the gospel? I mean, it's very simple. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever, there it is, whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. That's the good news. Then you've got to love the good news. You've got to love it. Do you love it? Do you love the fact that God is inviting you into a relationship with him? And do you love the fact that he's inviting people that you know and people that you care about into a relationship with him? So you love the good news. And then thirdly, you're driven by the good news. That becomes now your motivation. You become motivated looking for opportunities to share the good news. You have found something very important to do with your life. Look for opportunities to tell people that there's hope, that there's a way out, that there's an eternity that waits for them. That's incredible. And it's with God. And after you're driven by that good news at the right time, you know what you do? You share the good news. You explain it. And sometimes the best explanation is, you know, God really helped me. Here's what God did for me. Here's how God picked me up. Here's what God delivered me from. Here's how God got me through this thing. And there are so many things that God delivers us from. Oh, yeah. Addictions, job loss, loss of a loved one, loss of health. Oh, so many things. God picks us up and he carries. And when you share your story, they might say, oh, you think God can do that for me? And you say, yes, of course. God did it for me. He can do it for you. So these are the four steps to make your feet beautiful. Know the good news. Love the good news. Be motivated by the good news. And share the good news. And when you get to that point, you know what? Your feet, I don't care what you think of them, God says your feet are beautiful. Oh yeah? Beautiful feet. You know why? Because they're carrying someone that's serving him. And God loves people so much. Oh, he loves people so much. He wants everybody to know the good news. And he uses those that know the good news to bring the good news. I want you to know today that you are sent. You are. You're sent. You're called into a relationship with God. You responded, and now you're sent. You're sent out into the world to share that awesome message at the right time with the right person. That's the way it works. Next time we're together. Oh, I really like this message. You know what it's called? The King Desires You. Whew. The King? Yep. The King. What does he do? He desires you. Desires who? Desires you. Wow. What's it like to be desired by a king? Oh, man. We're going to see that. We're going to see that next time.
Don't go away. Join me, New Hope Radio, every day on this station at this time. I want to remind you also about the Hope Club podcast. The Hope Club podcast. You can just type that in anywhere online. The Hope Club. I'm typing with my fingers on the desk. Why? You can't see me. (laughs) The Hope Club podcast. You can get all these messages. You can get them on our website too, newhopecc.tv. They're right there. You scroll down just a little bit, and boom, there they are. 189 messages in our podcast bank. The podcast bank. hundred and something like, yeah, 189 messages. And they're about 28 minutes long. They're great for drive time. You could listen to one on the way to work and then one on the way home. Or maybe if you're only 15 minutes away, catch the first half on the way in, second half on the way home. Why? Because of all the wonderful Bluetooth technology we have. You can plug your phone in. You can plug it in. you got Bluetooth radio. And just listen on the way to work. Get in a good mood. Listen on the way home. Work stunk that day. Okay. <laughs> listen on the way home. Get back in a good mood. You know. But I really encourage you. And share it as well. Share it as well. Again, 28 minutes. I like them short. Because we're busy people. I want to try to give you what I can in the shortest amount of time. And share it with other people. Say, hey, listen, check out the Hope Club podcast. Yeah, it's on all the other places too, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. But nowadays, you can just type it in. It'll come right up. And then you can go, if you go to the website, you can search for the titles and see all the titles that are there. And scroll down and pick the one that you, you think is right for you right now regarding what you're going through. Okay? So that's... The, the wonderful technology that we have to what? Grow in Christ. Grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we want to do. Because we want to have beautiful feet. And who doesn't want to have beautiful feet? Join the Hope Club. Monday through Friday, I will send you a daily devotional. It's about six minutes long. Go to newhopecc.tv, click giving, click e-giving, choose the fund, radio, call for three bucks a week. You can do that. (laughs) Fill out your info, hit submit. Just remember, you're on your honor. We're not even checking. You're on your honor. I'm not calling you up saying, hey, where's your $3? I believe people are faithful. And if you can't do one week, okay, catch up the next week. But we want to help you. You help us, we help you. We all work together. Thank you for coming along. I'll see you next time for more of New Hope Radio.